Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Page sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> See you. <laughs> try to see if we can uh, finish the sex boomy anytime soon. <laughs> um, <coughs> Before we proceed with the sex boomy, there are some things that you have to understand with uh, uh, understand some other things you have to understand. Uh, remember how in the in the fifth boomy that uh, because the seeds for being distracted the seeds, uh, especially the seeds of remorse, the seed of uh, uh, what we call, what we may call, uh, dysfunctional guilt, because the seeds for these kinds of uh, emotions are completely removed from the person's being. It makes it possible for them to master meditation in a uh, in a in an exceptional way. Okay. Now the Bodhisattva is uh, practicing all the different 
all the different uh, uh, levels of meditation in a very exceptional way. And because of that, the Bodhisattva achieves uh, a particular s- a mastery of entering and leaving the, uh, a, 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 a deep state of meditation. And that is considered to be one of the... Uh, uh, it's a sign of having mastered absorption is when you're able to enter and leave the absorption uh, uh, almost as soon as you go in, if you're able to come out, then that determines whether or not you're a master of meditation, a master meditator. If you remember, <coughs> on your way to being able to get to uh, uh, the state of absorption, it took you a long time to actually get there. And once you get there, to be able, it took you a long time to actually be able to stay there and finally you're able to stay there for four hours but when you, four hours at a time and w- once you're able to do that now the, the, the test of mastery is, is shortening that time because once you're able to enter that state easily then it, 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 it's, uh, it's a v- very attractive state to stay in and once you're, once you're there you sort of, get, you sort of lost in the beauty of it, you sort of lost in the landscape of, of, of that absorption, and by the time you're able to uh, to remove yourself, a long time may may have may have, uh, may have, have passed, uh, gone by. Okay. Remember the also the uh, the different levels of, of the different levels of samsara, the different uh, regions or different levels, the different realms of samsara. And how each realm is dependent really upon the degree to which you're able to suppress the mental afflictions in the natural way. So, a human being, someone who's born as a human being, is born as a human being because in that life, as a human being, they're suppressing the afflictions that, w- that would naturally manifest if you were an, uh, 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 in the hell realms, or if you were an animal, or if you were a hung- hungry ghost. And someone who's born as a uh, one of the one of the realms, one of the levels of gods or pleasure beings, is that in that in that life there manifests a natural suppression of the klishas that, that are manifest in a human being. Okay, uh, like uh, within uh, for a human being, it's you know, the 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 emotions of anger, jealousy, those uh, hap- those manifest. In a, in a gross, grosser form than they manifest in, in the higher uh, God realm and to the point where they're suppressed to such an extent that they don't manifest at all at least for, for that life okay now <coughs> in order to achieve certain of the God realms you have to master d- different levels of meditation and depending on which what meditation level you're able to master, that will determine what God state you you will be you will be born in in the next life. Okay. So in order for you to achieve uh, uh, the birth of as Brahma, for example, you must in this life be able to taste the life of Brahma in your meditation. So you have to be able to get into meditation get into the sort of like a, the, the kind of mind that a Brahma in, in Buddhism a Brahma is not just one it's just one being there are many beings it's a, it's a, it's a category of beings who are called Brahmas 
so then Brahmas have natural uh, suppression of of, uh, of uh, aversion and hatred so the Brahmas have a natural uh, uh, compassion natural love that, that extends to to, to, to uh, a lot of beings okay so to be able to get to to uh, to be to be born as a Brahma, you have to in this life sort of bring your mind to that level of a Brahma, and when you're able to sustain that, it's you're sort of like accustoming your mind uh, to, to to that to to that to that kind of life, to that kind of being. And after this life, then when you when you when you when you die, when you will be born as as one of the Brahmas. And, and depending on the degree of mastery you have of those meditation that will de- determine what kind of Brahma you, you will be born as you, you could be a servant Brahma <laughs> you could be a, a, a conglomerate owning Brahma you could be uh, they don't have this kind of stuff <laughs> but uh, they're called uh, uh, someone those who are not <coughs> there's one Brahma in the, in, who is considered to be who is like the, the ruler the king uh, the, the 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 god of the other uh, 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 other gods. That's the the big Brahma, and then and then depending on how close you are to that Brahma, that that determines your level. And then the closer you are to that Brahma, the more powerful your concentration, the more powerful your meditation is supposed to be. Okay, and the king Brahma is the one who has the, the most powerful uh, meditation of of that level. And there are levels which are higher than than, than the Brahmas than the Brahma. Okay. So, uh, by we reviewing this, also remember the. Yes, you can sort of divide the different levels of meditation, the degrees of meditation that you can achieve in in samsara. In samsara, there are nine levels, right? There are nine types of meditation that you can, uh, nine type, nine types of absorptions. And the last one, remember, is called the peak of existence. And the peak of existence is uh, like you no, know, it's the last, last level in in samsara, in the, the highest level in samsara. And <coughs> at that level, uh, your the mind of, of the person at that level is really sort of like uh, almost uh, inactive. There's no, uh, there's n- the mind is not engaging outside object. The mind is completely absorbed within. Okay, and the the person who's born in 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 uh, as as that uh, I don't, I don't, what, do they have a name for it? I don't think they have a name for it. They just call them the peak, the peak of existence people. Is that the same as what you call um, Tisa Yeah. No, that's not Tisa is is not a level. In samsara, it is a meditative state that you can enter into, but it's not a it's not a realm that people are born into. Yeah, so, uh, you said only Aryas can get that state. Yeah, and those are, mm, but th- so that's higher than the highest level of the formless realm. Yeah, the the, the 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 taste of nirvana. Right, and yeah. this peak of existence is the highest level in the formless realm. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes they call it uh, uh, no thinking state. Sometimes they call it uh, 
a state of where you're where you're not perceiving and you're not not perceiving neither perception or non-perception <laughs> uh, I guess uh, you're perceiving you're enjoying the bliss of, of that of that of that meditation but that bliss is not directed towards anything outside of, of, of your own mind I guess that's why it's called neither perception neither perception or non-perception you're not perceiving things outside the mind but you're still some perception going on where it's just a perception of, of your own bliss that you're enjoying okay. and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's said to be it's like the, the mind is so still so unmoving that some people even say that uh, at that level people uh, the being don't have any more mind don't have minds anymore and of course that would be uh, impossible to lose your to have no mind at what at all would mean that you 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 would have reached a point where you cease to exist okay but so if you hear no mind the, the, the state of no mind they are referring to, to to this to this level of meditation where the mind is so still it's not it's not moving towards any outside object okay so <coughs> this is a very powerful state of mind the higher the state of mind the higher the deeper the meditation the more powerful the mind becomes now the the states the states of the the states of mind that are beyond the form where, where they call formless absorptions where you're not uh, the object that your mind is focusing on is not a definite form it, uh, like uh, space uh, space uh, just consciousness itself things like that when you might when you're focusing when you when you're absorbed in this kind of uh, objects then your meditation is called formless okay and those kinds of meditations are more, much more powerful than the, the meditations w- that involve some sort of form that your mind is focusing on or some your mind is absorbed in and and yet you could say they are so powerful it's very difficult for that being to make use of that mind other than just enjoy it which Shine, for example uh, 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 Shamata which is like uh, the door the door the baby meditation that we were desperately trying to get to <laughs> with, with that meditation you're, uh, at first when you, when, you, when, you're, when you first get into uh, Shamata you, you can't really sustain you can't really sustain it because it is so overwhelming you just enjoy it and then, and then w- when once it uh, once the the uh, the effect sort of wears out, then you come back. But w- but with practice, you're able to go in there, and then you're able to stay in, and then yet you're able to u- make use of it. Right? And that's the purpose of of getting the meditation state is to make use of it. But up to after the fourth, uh, so you have. Uh, shamata, which is shine, the door to meditation, and the form, medita- form realm meditations. The first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one. They, they just have th- those names. Okay, and so the second one is much more powerful, much much more uh, is deeper than the second than the first one. So the third is much more powerful than the second and first, and so forth. Right. So the one who's, who has who's, uh, achieved shine. 
is uh, is capable of doing uh, incredible things with Shine that somebody who has n- no focus whatsoever uh, uh, can cannot do. Okay, and the one who has uh, the first form meditation is capable of doing much more powerful things with their mind than someone who has Shine and so forth. And at the fourth level, then that's where the limit of being able to make use of the mind start to manifest. Okay. So someone may may have the capacity to enter into the fourth realm, fourth form realm meditation, and yet the meditation is too the experience is too powerful for them to make any use of of, of it. Okay. They just go in there and it's like you know getting getting knocked out. Okay. They go in there, they get knocked out, and depending on how the uh, on their own capacity, they may get, they, they may stay knocked out for you know a day or two or something like that. Okay, so they enter the the the, the, the meditative state, and they just get over, they, they get swept, get over overtaken by the bliss, by the uh, uh, ecstasy that is involved in that meditation. So they just lost in that. Then after some time, maybe they might be able to make get in there, get into that absorption. And that gets swept away by the by the uh, by, by the ecstatic experience of that meditation and make use of it. And now the reason for for seeking those meditative states is that when you are in those meditative states, the more powerful the meditative state, when you are able to make use of it. And why are you? Why is the Bodhisattva making use of it? The Bodhisattva wants that that state of mind to to use it to have a direct uh, contact or direct perception of, of, the, of emptiness, the true nature of reality. The, the more powerful the, the meditation, the more powerful the impact, the more, the more seeds of, of affliction, the more uh, uh, unwanted states that are able to be uh, destroyed in, during that impact. Okay. Now, the peak of existence meditation is four times removed from the fourth from the fourth uh, fourth realm meditation, which is already too powerful for some meditators to make use of. So, in th- so you have uh, space, nothing, uh, space, no space, consciousness, nothing, and then. And then peak of existence, which is called uh, neither perception nor non-perception or no mind or, or something like that. Okay, so already this. Well, look at this. Way. <laughs> so you have shine, right? Shine. This is a thumb, and that's what we're trying to get to, and it's already difficult to get there. And then there are four levels. Of very powerful meditations <coughs> within the form realm, okay. And then above that, you have f- formless four types of formless meditations, beginning with, and it, and the formless meditations is absorption into some sort of uh, 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 abstract, okay, space, pure consciousness, absolutely uh, the the concept of nothing, and then. The the uh, absorption into non, not thinking about anything, 
Okay? So, not thinking about anything and nothing are two different uh, objects to focus on. You understand that? <laughs> okay? Nothing is that, like, you know, the concept of nothing. And then, not, think, not thinking about something is trying, not, not even thinking about nothing. Okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're still focusing on something right. here. Here you're not focusing on anything. You're being. You're just being. Yeah. yeah. So this is the this is the highest one. This is called the peak of existence. So already this one is already too too, too powerful for for some beings to make use of. But the bodhisattva is trying to make use of all meditative absorptions. So. Probably by the, you know, even at the, f- the second bumi, the Bodhisattva is already probably capable of entering into that, into that uh, peak of existence absorption. But when the Bodhisattva is at, the, at, at that bumi, the Bodhisattva is just trying to get there and trying to c- come out without, you know, getting stuck there. N- uh, uh, at, at the second bumi, you can't really make use of it. You, you just can only get, go there and then start taking a, a bath or something, go there and take a bath and then you come out. <laughs> okay? So, at, at the fourth Bumi, at the fifth Bumi, now the Bodhisattva has reached a level where they're truly capable of really mastering this meditation. They're able to go in and come out uh, 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 very fast. Okay? And that's what determines mastery of, of the absorptions. Being able to go in the, uh, the absorption and come out. Now, there's a, another level of mastery is what usu- the way to get to, to this fourth level is you have to go through, go, go through the door of Shine, then the first one, then go from the first one, go to the second, from the second, go to the third. Uh, that's the usual sequence of how you get to one of those. Okay? Now, the, the next degree of mastery you're supposed to do is from nowhere, jump to anyone you want to and then come out of it. That's, that's when you're approaching true mastery. Okay? Being able to jump to any level from nowhere. Or f- while, you're, while you're here, jump to here, or while you're there, you know, you know, like, you know, what would you call that? You know, like jumping from one level to, to the next without dropping down, so to speak. Okay? Teleport. Teleport. <laughs> okay, so now, the Bodhisattva at, at the fifth Bhumi, is achieving this kind of mastery. Okay? Now, because the Bodhisattva has achieved a mastery of entering the peak of existence meditation from nowhere, without having to go through Shine first, Shamatha, and then first, and then second, and third, because they have achieved that degree of mastery, and also, the Bodhisattva at the fifth uh, Bhumi had a, a uh, was uh, Bodhisattva that Bumi was using the two truths as an object to get to emptiness. So he was uh, the Bodhisattva was understanding not the two truths, the the four truths. No, there are a bunch of, bunch of truths. <laughs> there's one truth, and there's the two truths, and there are four truths, and there's sixteen. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, the, the four noble truths, the four Arya truths, okay? And these truths have, can be subdivided each into four. So you have what you call the 16 aspects of the four truths, okay? The, at the, on, on, on the fifth Bhumi, the Bodhisattva uh, was mass, 
getting absorbed into the true nature of the four truths and not only the four nature of the four truths but the, the true nature of each of the, the aspects of the four truths okay. now the 16 aspects of these four truths are to counter 16 misconceptions that we have that's why there are 16 aspects a 16 misconception that natural misconception that we have about, uh, about, uh, about our existence okay uh, when, when we don't think about when we don't when we don't when we are not thinking when we're not analyzing our life we, we there's this natural tendency to think that we are immortal okay that we will never we will never die so there's this, uh, this misconception of impermanence okay so by focusing on the on the truth of, of, the, of the truth of suffering then we we un- undermine this mis- this natural misconception that uh, we are we are uh, we are immortal we are things are permanent things last things continue forever okay so uh, with with the first noble truth truth of suffering then there is a deep understanding of the four permutations that comes out of that uh, that this kind this kind of existence is truly suffering and, and, and because of the things that are connected with it they are connected with suffering they're, they're, sort, of, they're sort of like intertwined sort of like, uh, uh, when one is present the others are, pre- uh, are there also so because things don't last because things don't uh, uh, things are what's that word I'm looking for impermanent permanent. because things are not permanent we experience suffering because we are attached to them we think that they are permanent and because things uh, impermanent, then they don't have uh, 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 an, an intrinsic identity, and because they don't have an int- intrinsic identity or inherent nature to them, then and because we are m- the misconceive we we mis- misconceive them to have such a nature, then we are disappointed, and that leads to suffering, and also. Uh, Not only things have a lack an intrinsic uh, identity or intrinsic uh, nature, the person, the, pers- the person himself or herself also lacks an intrinsic identity or in- inherent nature. Okay, and because it's almost as if uh, when you have a particular identity, a particular uh, 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 a particular way of thinking of identifying yourself. And then later on, you encounter some sort of situation that sort of like uh, 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 shakes that identity. And if you are if you are attached to that identity, thinking that this is what you 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 believe that this is who you are, this is what what you are, and you and then some event happens, and you and it's it proves to you that you are not that, then you you, you get shaken, and that shaking that being shaken leads to experiencing suffering. So all these things are connected with each other. So in these four uh, uh, aspects are, are, are said to be aspects of the first truth. And the second one, the second, what's the second truth of the four noble truths? <laughs> Those, yeah, cause. And what's the third? The cessation. And the last one is the path. So in in. Uh, 
this this is what is said to be the most uh, the monumental discovery or the monumental uh, not yeah discovery of the Buddha that he was able to uh, teach this and that's what makes the Buddha really exceptional okay that he understood the nature of all of these things okay that there is suffering and understanding not only that there is suffering but that they understand that it has a cause and un- and when you understand that it has a cause then when you know that something has a cause if you remove the cause then the, the condition w- w- will will cease to exist so the ceasing of that condition that's the third truth that's uh, uh, cessation and which is nirvana so how what do you do to arrive at cessation that's the fourth truth the truth of the path okay and then these are the these are the four truths that each of them has an aspect there are four aspects in each and each of these aspects counter a natural misconception that we have like for example thinking that uh, uh, like once you start to have an appreciation okay there is suffering here it must have a cause let me get to, 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 the, uh, to the end of it and what is the path of getting there so just having this understanding doesn't necessarily always lead you to actualizing the true cessation okay so if you start to uh, experiment with absorptions then you start to perhaps you uh, through uh, effort you get to the first you get to the first absorption first meditation you might think that that itself is a cessation that you might think that that is nirvana okay and thinking that this is nirvana this leads uh, you to uh, neglect to do the practice that will get you to true nirvana and when you arrive at this nirvana when you arrive at this at the state you die and you're born there and you think now you're in nirvana so now, now you're uh, you have established you have uh, established a new identity that you're stuck that you are uh, uh, attached to and you have a new form of impermanence uh, 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 you think now this state will last forever because you have found nirvana so when the disappointment comes after a few trillion eons and then and, and then you, you start to you experience the, de- the, de- the, de- the deterioration of that state then you form a, an, a, a very dangerous idea that there is no such thing as nirvana because here I am I, I worked so hard to get to this state I uh, avoided I, uh, uh, I uh, avoid, d- avoided a lot of things I sacrificed a lot, of, a lot and I, uh, I put a lot of effort in, into this and finally I arrived at, at this state which I thought was Nirvana and then only later on to, to, to discover that it is not Nirvana so there is no such thing as Nirvana and when you make that, 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 uh, that draw that conclusion there is no such thing as Nirvana that mind itself is the last is the last mind that you can that that sort of like uh, cut your cut your tie to that to that realm and you and you're and you're reborn again uh, in a lower state okay so uh, someone else perhaps was able to go to reach the second second level and think that level is nirvana or the third or the fourth and so the reason for the existence of these state is 
the person is not necessarily seeking let me let me let me just be born as Brahma for a few countless eons and then later later on I'll pick up the path and I'll try to reach Nirvana. It, it's not it, the someone no one in, goes into those meditations with that idea. I mean it, without uh, thinking of uh, going beyond them. The reason that the person makes an effort of reaching the state of of uh, the uh, the peak of existence is that person. Acts, has an absolute belief, absolute conviction that that is nirvana. Once you achieve that state, there's no falling away from that. Okay, so they believe that is nirvana. So they make uh, effort to go to reach that state. And of course, once they reach that state, and then after this one lasts, you no, know, I don't know, a, f- a few tr- quadrillion billion eons, I guess. And after, when that state ends, then they see the, de- the deterioration of that state. Then they say, "Well, there, there's no other, there's no other uh, state to go into, so there must be no nirvana." Okay. So uh, once you, once the bodhisattva meditates on the four noble truths and then goes to the permutations of them and see the true nature of all these. The, the true nature of all these one of the aspects then the Bodhisattva is countering the possibility the, the seed that exists where the Bodhisattva uh, we could, uh, for example the opposite of cessation what's in there the misconception is that there is no Nirvana or to think that one of these levels is Nirvana okay so after mastering uh, the uh, the understanding, uh, after mastering the uh, understanding the true nature of the four of the four truths, now the Bodhisattva has achieved a particular cessation. There's a seed in the mind of the Bodhisattva that is now gone. The seed of doubt. Okay, the seed. It's not that the Bodhisattva was having doubt from the first bumi to the second bumi. So doubt was dormant. <coughs> But the seed of doubt was still there, existing in the mind of the Bodhisattva. And at, at the moment that the Bodhisattva is now, because of the mastery of the meditation, because of mastery of, of, uh, of, of understanding the true nature of the four truths, now the Bodhisattva has, has achieved uh, a cessation the very, of the very last of, of the hindrances that we talked about. The seed of doubt is completely removed. Now the Bodhisattva has no longer the seed of uh, the seed for attachment. He doesn't have a seed for uh, uh, having uh, any kind of hatred, any kind of uh, ill thinking, ill of others. Uh, the seed for uh, being distracted. The seed for uh, what, what would you call that? Uh, uh, di- being discouraged. Or the seed of uh, of, uh, of uh, laziness. Now the seed for doubt is removed. Okay, so, the, so now the Bodhisattva's mind is completely free of, of, of these states, of these seeds, and because the Bodhisattva's mind has achieved, you could say the Bodhisattva's mind now is a mind that has cessation within it. Okay, the seeds to experience any one of those. Uh, 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 any one of those uh, dis- disturbing uh, thoughts 
are gone forever. No longer will they manifest in the Bodhisattva's continuum. And the Bodhisattva now has achieved uh, a mastery of meditation, meditative abs- absorption. Now the Bodhisattva is capable because the Bodhisattva no longer has a seat for attachment, no, no seat for hatred, because the seat for of, uh, uh, and the seat of doubt is now removed, the Bodhisattva is now capable of making use of this very high level of meditation called the peak of existence. And this meditative absorption makes, or should we say, uh, uh, held by, by, uh, with a mind that is completely free of all those seeds, now the Bodhisattva is capable of able <laughs> the Bodhisattva is capable of seeing the true nature of reality, seeing emptiness with the peak of existence meditation. And when the Bodhisattva has a du- is having is now having a direct perception of the true nature of reality of emptiness with the peak of existence meditation the the uh, the impact of that experience is so monumental now the bodhisattva is now uh, has removed uh, so all all the gross innate uh, what do we call them innate delusions innate uh, Ignorance. All the gross innate ignorances are now completely removed. And it is said because of that, the Bodhisattva's understanding or the Bodhisattva's uh, perception of emptiness is, on a, is to, a, uh, is to a, an exceptional degree. Because the Bodhisattva, because when, when you think of it, at the first Bhumi, even though the Bodhisattva didn't have any manifest kleshas, but their seeds were there. So the seeds of the kleshas were participating in the direct perception of, of, of emptiness. So it's, it's, it's almost as if the, the experience was diluted. So, so this is just uh, an expression to, to understand it. So they say, they say the impact was diluted with all those seeds that were present. And then the Bodhisattva starts now to remove seeds. Not only the, the, the seeds of, uh, of the hindrances, the seed for attachment and so forth, but also remember there are nine levels of the seeds for innate, innate grasping. Okay? So at, at, at some deep level, there was some innate grasping to ignorance. The, so ignorance was, manif- was there manifesting at an innate level. Very subtle, but still there. Okay, there are nine levels of that. So at the first Bhumi, so you have nine levels of innate ignorance, pre, uh, sort of like witnessing also, participating in the witnessing of the direct perception of emptiness. You have seeds of, of, uh, of, of, of uh, klishas also participating in, the, in, this, in this witnessing of the direct perception of emptiness. So because of that, the impact of seeing emptiness directly was sort of spread out with all those things that are present in the mind of the Bodhisattva. So when 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 the Bodhisattva starts to now to remove those those innate ignorance, the seeds of those hindrances, 
So the impact is becoming more and more powerful because, as you could say, uh, it's not as spread out. There aren't that many other stuff also also absorbing this impact. Now, at the sixth bumi, uh, the all the gross uh, uh, forms of innate ignorance are completely gone. Now only the, now their subtle forms are, are, are only only present. So the impact of the bodhisattva and also now the bodhisattva is able to uh, directly perceive emptiness with that very high form of, of, of uh, meditation that, that otherwise because of so, you can, so now you know it's because of the presence of all those other junk in, our, in, 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 a, in a meditator's mind that's why they cannot make use of, 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 that, uh, of that high uh, level of meditation called peak of existence because the seed you could say the seed of attachment some level of it you could even say it manifests at that level so the bodhisattva cannot or, or the meditator cannot help being attached to that to the experience of, of, of that peak of existence since the bodhisattva is not completely free of any seed to, of attachment so the bodhisattva does, doesn't have the danger of being attached to that a highly a, a deep profound state of ecstasy so they are, they are in that state of extreme ecstasy and yet they are able to function they are able to uh, still analyze without losing that state Okay, so with uh, it's almost a, uh, with a very almost very naked mind, so to speak, like when the the uh, bodhisattva now has a direct perception of emptiness, it has such a powerful impact, and it is said the impact is that their understanding of emptiness is of a monumental level. That uh, you, you and. And and uh, and specifically, the Bodhisattva has such an appreciation of what is the emptiness of emptiness itself. Okay. And it's not that the Bodhisattva didn't have some sort of understanding of the emptiness of emptiness even before, right before they got into the first bumi, but they, they couldn't truly appreciate it the same way that they're able to appreciate it now because of all these conditions that the mind of the Bodhisattva is in right now. Okay? So now, only very subtle, innate forms of ignorance are present in the mind of the Bodhisattva. And now the Bodhisattva is capable of entering very subtle forms of meditation, very powerful forms of meditation, and yet make use of them without being uh, overtaken by it. Okay? Now, what will make this the sex boomy a little bit more uh, we have to now we are, why we have to spend a bit more time with the sex boomy or maybe just one more one more uh, class is that there's now we are talking about experience that is very difficult to even conceptualize and because this experience is very difficult to conceptualize so we are uh, talking a- a- about it from very, you know, like, you know, not even third hand, even less than that. Okay? It's not even thrift store anymore. It's like, a <laughs> it's like dumpster, kind of. 
<laughs> dumpster shopping, okay? <laughs> so, and because of that, there are so many different uh, interpretations of what is actually happening. Why is, it, why is the sixth Bhumi so exceptional? Everyone agrees that it is accept- there is an exceptional understanding of emptiness going on. Exactly why there is such an exceptional understanding of emptiness, then different people, you know, rumm- rummaging through the dumpster, you know, uh, having, uh, picking up different stuff, uh, uh, have different ideas as to what's going on. So, that's why, that's the only reason why we're going to spend some more time uh, with this, presenting the different ideas that people have about, uh, about this. And then for you to uh, rummage together in this dumpster, then we... <laughs> Then see what's okay. I, I think I'll take this one. <laughs> okay, it has less stains. <laughs> just a point of clarification. <coughs> I think you said it, but I just want to make sure. So at this point, you still have the seeds that prevent you from being omniscient. Yes. But the other seeds that were, that I get confused because sometimes people use ignorance as an affliction, but this that ignorance is different. Right. The ignorance that prevents you from being omniscient mm-hmm. isn't the same ignorance exactly the same ignorance as the ignorance that, that no, was classified I, as an affliction. Yeah, yeah, they're different. Okay. Yeah. So, so the afflictions are gone, but you still have to see that prevent you from being omniscient. No, uh, yeah, that manifests uh, afflictions other than subtle ignorance or gone. There's still some subtle ignorance. So, so that's what the terminology, I guess, is. Yeah. So the subtle ignorance is what prevents you from being omniscient at that state. Is that right or not? There, uh, no, there, uh, there are different levels of of of, the, of that subtlety. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's the, later. later. So yeah, now we have seven, eight, nine, and ten, okay. and there's levels of uh, there's still le- subtle levels of of ignorance left. Uh, uh, we're sort of at the divide. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. If you're directly perceiving emptiness uh-huh. or actually nothing, uh-huh. doesn't that slow down words? Because anything that you directly perceive by nature has to be something to be perceived. That's right. So how could it actually be nothing if you can perceive it? Oh. What, what what do you see in here? Water in a uh, cup top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> now what are you seeing in here? Air on a cup top. You see, you can see the air. I know that it's there. You know it's there. Yes. No, you 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 you're seeing with with your inference. Mm-hmm. Now what are you seeing directly? Cup top reflection. Okay, what's inside the cup top? What are you directly seeing directly inside a cup top? <laughs> you want to say you don't want to say you you're, you're seeing nothing. Well, I know that it's not nothing there though. Hmm? I know that nothing isn't what's actually there. It isn't nothing what's there. Nothing what you <laughs> well, how about another kind of lack? I mean, because he said that he, he 
something in there, like air or something. Mm-hmm. But can, so you can say you, 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 you perceived a lack of, like, a, a tiger in the room. Right? Right. Okay, so that's a lack of something. Right. So you can perceive the lack of a true nature to things. But seeing complete nothing, mm-hmm. that's... You're talking about the highest uh, level of performance from? Yeah. The, the second highest. So what about seeing nothing? Well, no, I think w- what he said was your your mind is holding the idea of nothing. Right. As an idea, as a concept. Like, you know, like the idea people say, oh, can nothing come from something? So you're trying to hold that idea of like so you can nothing. perceive What's the idea, idea of nothing, mm-hmm. but not see nothing. You can perceive the idea, but not actually perceive nothing itself. No, you right. I think the second to highest. Th- that's that's two different things. There's the idea, right? And I mean, that's easier to do. <laughs> when 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 you're looking for something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then this, there's someone tells you, oh, it's in that room over there. Right. And you go over there and you say, and and you don't see it. What do you say? What do you say you see? No, what do you say you see? What do you say you see? I don't see it. <laughs> I, I don't actually say I see nothing because I see the lack of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So you see a lack of what right. you're looking for. Okay. And, and that perception, what is it? The perception of what color is, the, what color is that lacking? What, what, what color is that lacking? What color is the lacking? Yeah. More like clear. Clear. <laughs> like glass. Yeah. Like it, it's not whatever is it's whatever is there instead of what I'm looking for mm-hmm. is the color of what I'm seeing. Okay, good. Get somewhere. Get somewhere. <laughs> <there. laughs> okay. So can we can we make uh, inference about? Uh, uh, vacuum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Imagine this was in a, a vacuum tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Imagine it was in a vacuum tube, mm-hmm. and I remove this. In the what's in the tube now? There's still radiation going through the tube. I said vacuum. Right, but that's not. Oh, you're you're, you're tough. <laughs> 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 I thought about this for several years. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> When I heard you say perceive nothing, that's what I was like, wait a minute. Now i got to go back to what I was thinking, because I had thought about this for years. Mm-hmm. And I eventually reached the conclusion that what I was thinking about was play on words. Because mm-hmm. anything that I thought about with regards to what I, what I ended up referring to was like the mathematical set of null, mm-hmm. the absolute absence of something. Anytime I tried to perceive it, I was putting something in what I was trying to perceive. Mm-hmm. So anytime I made that action, mm-hmm. I was causing there to be something. Mm-hmm. So it was defeating the action mm-hmm. by doing the action. So I stopped thinking about it because I was just like, you can't actually perceive nothing. <laughs> you can't actually perceive nothing. Because to perceive it is to cause it to be something. That's why I was, when you said that, I was just like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> now, you, you just said something that's I have to uh, uh, address. Okay. I think uh, Ed wants to address it too because he was he almost fell off his head. <laughs> 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 you, what was the last statement you made? Uh, the act. When of you tr- mm-hmm. the act of pers- the act of trying to perceive nothing 
defeated the act of trying to perceive nothing because in perceiving nothing, you're causing nothing to be something. Yeah. But if you can't do it, then you can't. That's what I'm not understanding. Because you said that you could perceive something, you could perceive nothing. But if in perceiving nothing, you're not actually perceiving nothing, then how can you perceive nothing? No, in perceiving nothing, you're perceiving nothing. And just, just go back to the uh, the word no, no thing, right. nothing, no thing. Whatever you can call a thing, mm. it's not there. Right. So it's a null set. It is a null set, but if you're observing it, then you're, you can point at it. Well, but see, I think the perception and observing are getting a little bit. Um, maybe. of perceiving and observing are getting a little bit um, extended or blended. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Alright, so, but hold on. So, alright, when you say, when you're talking about perceiving nothing, mm -hmm. you're talking about perceiving the lack of, lack of something, or now we're talking about the second to highest level of the formless realm, the, per the perceiving, the perception of nothing, like the perception of space, the perception of infinite consciousness. Are you talking about that one, or are you talking about perceiving the lack of something, like no. perceiving emptiness? No, not perceiving emptiness. You're talking about now the second to highest level of the yeah. hormone. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that, isn't that, didn't you say that that perceiving nothing is like the concept of nothing? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can also, I mean, you can use indirect perception. You know, we're, we're talking about perception, but huh. don't use that. Say indirect perception of nothing. So finding evidence of? That it doesn't, that it's a null set, that it doesn't exist because indirectly you if you don't perceive anything to be there, mm -hmm. so therefore you indirectly, by inference, perceive it. Okay. You know, indirectly. Yeah, because like in math, you would draw a graphic around it to show that there's nothing there. But there's still space between the brackets. So <laughs> there's not something there. <laughs> 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 if you get, but if you get if you get rid of the brackets, then it takes away your ability to perceive Nothing. that there's. Last thing I'll, I'll mention about that for, for today, for now. So you have the looking at the <coughs> meditation, which is the highest, the peak of existence. Meditation, you're completely self-absorbed, right? So and gradually coming out of that, right? And we have here, right? It's, it's still a mind here, and it's still a mind here, right? The mind that's here is taking all this stuff colors, shape, sounds, concepts, all those things. All the things seem to be things that are imposing it in themselves on the mind. Mm. Okay. And then you start to remove 
remove them. Okay, little by little, little by little. Okay, and then until until you you get to uh, the nothing state, right? So there's no nothing imposing itself on the mind, and you're looking, and you're still looking out. The mind is looking out. Something, something like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so and the mind is not uh, picking any, any of those, all those things that that are there. Okay, so you almost, almost as if not seeing colors with your eyes open. Okay. It's like a rock with the sun shining. So yeah, something like that. Okay, and now that that's the nothing, nothing stage. Okay, now the one peak of existence. There is the mind is not even looking at nothing. <laughs> the mind is not looking at the fact of looking at nothing. That's the very last stage. That's the peak of existence. So you have the mind looking, looking, looking. Okay, oh, there's blue, there's white, there's wall, and you 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 remove that. Okay. And yet, when you remove, it's like a, a, when you remove uh, the, the functioning of, of eye sense power, and you try to see, wh- when you remove the eye sense power, what do you see? Absence. Okay. Visual perception. Yeah. And then now, this absence of visual perception that you're seeing. You, you don't even attend to that. Mm. That's, that's the peak of existence kind of a absor- absorption. So when you were over here, we were aspiring to be lazy, but we didn't quite know how to be lazy. You want to get, into, get us into trouble? Over here is when you really know how to be lazy. <laughs> and you're not even paying attention to the mind. <laughs> Yeah, some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it require you to not have cognitive thought? I mean, is that the, the, the non-cognitive state? Is that what that is? Um, this is a question. Yeah, well, well, you know, you get to a point, I mean, when you don't, when there's, when you think or cognate on stuff, mm-hmm. then you need an object. Mm, yeah. And so, if you get to a state that's objectless, then you can't think yeah. because you don't have any object to think about. Yeah. And so that the yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's precisely that, that's why it's called no thought state. Oh. Yeah. Good, good yeah. <laughs> and when you were talking before about reaching that state and jumping to other ones, mm-hmm. is that like if you if you're in that state and you it's almost like you choose, but you don't possess the ability to choose. So something other than choose that causes you to go over there for a moment, and you 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 can, for example, you can like have cognition and you cognize something, and then you jump back, and mm. that's kind of like okay, I did that, and then mm. and you're back to the beyond 
acceptance thing. Mm -hmm. Would that be one of the one way to explain what you were saying before about jumping to other states? Like you kind of come out of it, but it's it's not from intention and it's not from being knocked out of that space. It's something else. I can't describe what that. No, you're talking about two different things here. Jumping from one meditative state to another, you have to have you have to have the premeditation to get to 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 go to do, to to jump to four while you're at zero, for example. But if you're in the, the peak of existence state mm -hmm. and you're not in, if your mind is nothing, mm -hmm. uh, how would you have at that at that precognition at that. Or, or, or premeditation to go to another state when you don't even have really a mind at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was saying. It's not intention because you've let go of intention. Mm -hmm. It's not you've been distracted because you're impervious to distraction. Mm -hmm. It's something other than that. Right? Yeah, okay. Now, touching on something, that's why the Buddha always said, in, in whatever state you're in, there is a, di a, a level of discernment that is not there is discernment going on and the discernment is not disturbing the state so there is always something operating in the background oh yeah, uh, yeah always and that's why uh, that's why some that, that's why some schools uh, refuse to accept some people's in, some other schools interpretation that that mind has stopped the mind cannot right. stop it's impossible for the mind to stop. But very gross levels of operation definitely have come to a almost grinding, grinding halt. <laughs> so discernment is almost like a more functional level of being that's not in the mind level of functioning. It's, it's like operation. It's just maintaining... Um, At this, it becomes difficult to find words. Uh, it's o it is it uh, is you might say it is. Uh, oof, I'm gonna be in trouble now for using this word. It's, a <laughs> it's an intrinsic aspect of mind. Right. It's, yeah. It's just something that's kind of yeah, if it comes with. The yeah, it comes with. It. If, if you say mind, then it's, it's it's there already. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And not everyone has the, the capacity to discern all the time, even though it's there all the time. <laughs> okay. You were going to ask, you ask a question? You were gonna ask? No, I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is something that you were going to ask? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a it was just sort of a play on words almost. Uh, you can go back to the other levels. It doesn't mean you do. You have the ability to, once you've reached that level. Well, what was that level you're talking about that you've reached? Um, you're talking about that meditation called the peak of existence? Right. Or the capacity to master the, the meditations? Uh, that's why I didn't have a question. <laughs> <laughs> The peak of existence. One, uh, 
once you reach I don't have the question <laughs> <laughs> you're still uh, cooking it right yeah it's, it's confused in there <laughs> you want to ask something I was thinking that um, this all seems much easier to do if you're in the confines of a monastery you don't have to worry about yourself Mm-hmm. You're constantly facing the stresses that are actually breaking it down. Mm-hmm. You know, so do you have any suggestions for us who are householders who have to constantly deal with the fact that we have a self? You know, bills come in, a certain person saying things like, well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, the mortgage is not good. You know, the, the, the TV doesn't help. We're still dealing with things that constantly reinforce the ego, and mm-hmm. we're operating out of it because we have to. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're going to get to this place eventually, what do we do? Do we just give up all this stuff and, and go to a commune or go to a monastery? <laughs> you have to give it up. But the giving up has to be in, internal. You have to give it up internally. You're engaging it, you're doing it, but you're not, you're not allowing it to define you. You're not allowing it to, to, uh, to, to actually dictate what, what's important for you. You do it just like drinking water. Oh, body needs it, but you're not you're not attached to to, to the water. I don't know if that's that a good example. That's probably a bad example. <laughs> I just want to say that we're constantly having to use the self, yeah. and that reinforces mm-hmm. the self. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to let go and get and, and go from self-absorption to nothing, we're able to actually perceive nothing as mm-hmm. being in that state but we're still in this realm yeah, it's, so it's about the habit yeah. the habits of always reinforcing reinforcing yeah. I mean is it possible is it possible you have to let go at some point and then pick it up again once you are when, once you achieve that internal Sometimes, in order to achieve an internal state, you have to manifest an external. You have to do something external. And once you've done that external, you achieve that internal, then you can go back again. Yeah. You have to simplify your life. Yeah. Then maybe once you become a uh, yogi, then you maybe yeah, you can run for president as a yogi. <laughs> I won't disturb you. <laughs> okay. Uh, page 16. <laughs> this time it's 16 and 17. Yeah, f- uh, first 16 and 17, and then tw- 26 and 27. <laughs>